Good afternoon, good morning. It's Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. And in this series, as you know, we talk to the brand leaders about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Matt Olson, who is the Director of Digital Guest Experience at Firehouse Subs. Uh, which has more than uh, almost almost 1200 restaurants in, operation yeah. in the u.s yeah um so matt thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today um looking forward to the discussion thank you uh first off we always like to start uh with a little personal piece so uh would love to know a little bit more about you uh what you do at firehouse subs maybe a little bit about your past and also if you have a fun fact uh enjoy scuba diving have 45 kids uh anything that uh you know kind of uh, fun and uh, about you, uh, passion and interest you may have. Sure. Um, so I've been at Firehouse Subs actually almost 11 years now. Um, so um, I've I've moved through a lot of a lot of changes um, within just Firehouse Subs and within the restaurant industry and marketing and technology. So it's been a very fun journey. Um, currently, I manage the the user experience across you know, digital touch points like our app, our loyalty program our brand website, email marketing, and online ordering. Um, fun fact about me, the room that I'm working from right now, which is my home office, is also my recording studio. So I've got a number of different instruments and recording equipment in here. So just a fun passion project that I've been doing since I was old enough to walk. I've just been playing music and writing music. Well, that's awesome. Uh, don't move to Nashville to anytime. It's getting really crowded there. So if you're thinking oh, okay. about it, don't move. I'm just um, so for those who may not know about Firehouse Subs, uh, I'm not sure who would not know, but uh, can you give us a short history of Firehouse Subs and what you guys do and how you do it? And I think uh, some of your philanthropic pieces are obviously uh, of interest as well. Yeah, so we were uh, founded in 1994 um, here in Jacksonville, Florida, where I am. That's where our headquarters are. Um, we were founded by two brothers, um, firefighting or former firefighters, Chris and Robin Sorensen. Um, they really took their passion for food, uh, their love for serving others, and their families' decades of first responder service, um, and created Firehouse Subs. So we are the real deal. Uh, we're not a themed restaurant. Uh, we have genuine firefighting heritage, and we serve premium meats and cheeses. We steam them to, to perfection to unlock the flavors. Uh, we pile that high on a toasted sub roll with fresh produce. Um, I love it. I was a fan of Firehouse before I joined the brand, and I'm even a bigger fan now. Um, yeah, but you, you know, I'm glad that you, you mentioned the philanthropic side because my personal favorite thing about Firehouse Subs um, is the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation. Um, it was founded in 2005, um, and it's dedicated to donating uh, life-saving equipment um, and training to first responders and public safety organizations. And they've actually donated over $60 million um, since 2005. And actually a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes to the foundation. Um, I love to talk about the foundation. Um, it's one of my favorite things about the brand. Okay, great. Uh, I know recently you received uh, a distinction as one of the best uh, rewards programs in the market. And uh, I think maybe in top in the sandwich category. Can you tell us about the Firehouse Rewards Program, kind of how it came into be and how it uh, kind of operates and what the benefits are to both you and to the customer? Sure. So we, um, we launched that back in... 2014. Um, it's a points-based pro program, um, and you bank your points and get get free food rewards. You can order in the app, you can order online, or you can simply just give your phone number in the restaurant. Um, we like to keep it simple. 
you earn one point for every penny that you spend. Um, and then we make sure the, re the rewards are great, such as a free sub. Um, we provide plenty of opportunities for our customers to earn more points and rewards by you know, visiting certain days of the week or visiting more often. So um, it's, it's, it's a great formula. It's been working well for us. And we plan to con continue uh, using that. Customers okay. love it. Oh, perfect. Um, enhancements. Uh, have you guys uh, made any recent enhancements to the program? Are there enhancements that you're planning on making to the program? Yeah, you know, we're working on some new re rewards. I think our users users will really love um, something that's kind of at, at the lower point threshold, something that's a little quicker and easier to earn. Um, we're also working on some technology changes, um, some improvements coming soon to our app, as well as point of sale integration. So that's going to be better experience for our customers and better experience for our cashiers as well. Okay, great. Um, customer loyalty, very important to uh, us as a trade association for the industry. Uh, we always like to talk to uh, those who run programs and get an idea of kind of how they define customer loyalty, what it means to their organization. So what does customer loyalty mean to you in the, in the firehouse subs? Yeah, so, you know, I think at an obvious kind of surface level, visiting more often and spending more, right? I mean, ultimately, that's that's the bottom line. Um, but, you know, as I already mentioned, you know, our brand is so much more than just selling subs. Um, so really, support for, for, for the foundation is kind of an integral piece of that. Um, consumers like to support brands that do good things. Um, so we try, try to make sure that our customers are engaged with, with, with the foundation and in the community aspect of our brand. And that, that tends to breed more, more loyalty. Absolutely. Um, so you talked about uh, kind of the program, uh, technology chances you're going to make. One of the big challenges we see uh, within our membership, uh, we have small side of meetings with brands and trying to understand kind of challenges they have, where they're going. But technology is a big challenge and it can be a big challenge. It sounds like you're making some challenges, uh, changes to the point of sale. Um, so what do you think are some of the challenges that you have or brands have in general with regard to customer loyalty and the technology and getting everything to work and that, that, that MarTech's that? Yeah. With so many vendors out there, man, there's so many great features and capabilities. It's really, it's kind of like a candy store, but then you, then integrations become a big challenge. Um, you know, you've got different data sets that are formatted formatted differently. Um, you got to make sure these vendors you're working with all have robust and out APIs. Um, so really trying to make everything work together and, and, and talk together. Um, that's, a, that's a big, big challenge. Um, and I think privacy is becoming a bigger topic to address really every day. Um, you know, if, if, if you're bringing in a lot of vendors, a lot of different data sets, um, and you're ideally trying to comply with CCPA, for example, um, you can't just like bring in all the data and figure it out later. Um, it has to be fully serviceable from, from the outset. So you can, you know, so you can comply with those privacy requests. So, um, you know, I really think it comes down to the integrations are a challenge and having all that data serviceable and available. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, personalization is a big piece of your program, right? Uh, understanding kind of what people have an interest in. Uh, from a product offering, but also from a kind of uh, the, the philanthropic piece as well. You know, when you look at personalization, what does it mean to Firehouse Subs and, and how are you looking to enhance your personalization efforts? Yeah, you know, there's so many cool things you can do with personalization. Um, some things are a little bit subtle, you know, like you can customize creative to be tailored to the user's interests um, or, or their past purchases. 
Um, you, know, you can do that on your own channels. You can do that on, on your paid channels. I think that's really cool. Um, we have so much data to work with just in general in every industry. Um, you know what people like to order the most. So make add-on suggestions. Um, you know what they order and you know when they order. So maybe tailor promotions that work with their behaviors. Um, and you know how often they order. So it's easy to incentivize an extra visit. Um, I, you know, I think as long as we're, we're, we're responsible and helpful with, with, the, with the data, I think customers appreciate personalization and they don't get too scared of it. Well, that's good then. Uh, personalization obviously is, is, is more and more important going through COVID and being able to be in the right quote unquote channel for the, the customer. Um, so it's great to hear what you guys are doing. And another thing we see that uh, has a great deal of interest are partnerships uh, mm-hmm. from a technology perspective, more with other brands, right? So the foundation, obviously that was something you guys started. What do partnerships mean to you? Maybe with uh, a Coke or a Pepsi or a Dr. Pepper, or maybe even bigger with, you know, uh, potentially another brand where you have some alignment uh, between the, the offerings. Well, well, you know, how are you looking at partnerships? Sure. Um, we, we love partnerships. We love to build relationships and build partnerships. Um, we've worked with Coca-Cola and Frida, for example, um, numerous times. They've been great partners. We often have um, goals that, that align that are mutually beneficial. Um, we've, worked with T, with, we've worked with T-Mobile. We did a T-Mobile Tuesday promotion. Um, I think partnerships are really great because you, not, you, you really, not only are you kind of pooling your, your resources, but you're very often um, reaching a whole, whole new audience. So like T-Mobile Tuesday, for example, we gave away a free medium sub with, with any purchase and T-Mobile Tuesday has a huge, huge, huge audience. So um, yeah, I'm all for, for, for partnerships. I think everyone should, should explore that. You know, I think no, no brand is too big um, to, to think they don't need to partner with someone. Uh, so that's interesting. Great. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, uh, getting data from different sets, sets, making sure they work well. You have the integration touch points that are effective. When you look at data, uh, and it, it's obviously more important than before, and, and customer loyalty, especially with CCPA and CCP, you know, DA in Virginia and, and GDPR internationally and other issues, it's, it's a bigger concern, privacy and insecurity. But, um, but getting all that data together, uh, making it actionable can be a, kind of a big challenge for, for marketers as well. You know, how are you guys looking at data and how are you, uh, you know, creating more actionability out of your data sets? Sure, I think that's a great point. Bringing together data sets from different platforms, data not matching, I mean, that's just a, a constant challenge I know a lo- lot of brands have to deal with. You know, one thing we've tried to do is we've tried to work towards con- consolidating um, some of our partners and, and vendors so we have fewer multiple sources to, to, to deal with. And it, sometimes that can take a little longer to get to where, where we want, but in the end, you are kind of rewarded with a little more stability, a little more data integrity. Um, and I think, you know, just overall this challenge um, of privacy features that are being implemented, that affects the data we have to work with, right? So like Google and Apple, for example, um, cookies going away, um, Apple's tracking limitation or Apple's ability to mask email addresses when, when signing up for a pro- pro- program. Um, these are things that are obviously good for con- consumers and I'm definitely in, in, in favor of them. Um, and it may even make consumers more willing to engage um, but I, you know, we just have to understand what those limitations are. But I don't think they're the end, they're they're the end of the world. Um, I mean, some of this data that's that would be restricted now, we didn't even have five or ten, ten year, years ago. So maybe we just need to like, how did we do things before? And I, I think we we got along pretty good. So having a cu- couple pieces of data 
um, that can't be matched up. Um, it's not going to be the end in, in, of the world. It's much, much bigger benefit to uh, be respectful of consumers' uh, privacy desires um, and be respectful with the data that they do provide. Okay, great. When you look at uh, your customer set, uh, we've heard a great deal, and customers are changing before that with expectations. Uh, you know, everyone's kind of have a, you know, a series of opinions around that. But, you know, when you look at customers changing, how do you think customers at Firehouse subs are changing, maybe going through COVID or, you know, you know maybe even in, in kind of the QSR industry in general, how, how do you see that a customer set evolving or changing? Yeah, so... I mean, obviously, the last year has been a whirlwind of changes in the restaurant industry. Um, you know, I suspect the, the 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 use of takeout delivery off premise. I think that's going to remain elevated. Um, just anecdotally, having spoken with a lot lot of people across a lot of verticals, um, customers have become accustomed to that, um, and they seem to like it. It's a little more con- con- convenient. Um, I think Firehouse Subs is well positioned to serve customers however they wish to be served. Um, so I think that's great. I and I and I hope other restaurant brands have positioned themselves for that as well. Um, and I think privacy expectations and smart use of data has really been a big shift with that um, in the last year or two. Um, you know, like I said, I think consumers are willing to share some data if it's beneficial to them. Um, you know, I, you know, so I'm I'm in Florida. We don't get cool weather till at least after, after Christmas, but I'll, I'll get an email in September from a clothing brand that says, Hey, check out our fall jackets. And I'm kind of like, come on guys. I know you at least have my zip code, you know, like just use like just a little, little bit of data to personalize and be, be, you know, give, give me something that's, that's, that's uh, ab- applicable to me. I, you know, I think it's crazy. I think and still in 2021 brands aren't making use of basic data. And so that just makes me really want to unsubscribe and not even give this brand my, my email address. So I think, you know, like I said, consumers are willing to share some of that data um, and have fewer privacy concerns as long as we're doing it respectfully and responsibly and it's beneficial to them. Absolutely. Um, when, when you look at metrics, KPIs, very important. Uh, you know, what are some of the metrics and KPIs that you guys look at, your team looks at when you uh, kind of judge the efficacy of, of your program? Yeah, so uh, visit frequency, um, what they spend. Um, we, we create custom segments really centered around frequency and re- recency. And then we just kind of keep track of how users are moving between those segments um, and then come up with you know, pr- promotions and camp- campaigns and different ideas to accelerate people to move from you know, a lapsed user to a, a high frequency user, for example. So I think just keeping good, uh, good track of kind of what, uh, what, what, what value bucket people fall into, I think is important. Okay. What's the next big thing for, for customer loyalty uh, that, that you see? You talked about some of the, the, the you know, the ch- changes you're going to make the program, make it a little more simple, integrate some technology. And what's the next big thing for your approach to customer loyalty? Yeah. So, you know, bringing in more aspects of our brands, such as the foundation um, is, is going to be huge for us. Um, and sharing more, more stories about, um, the life-saving equipment. There's so many stories we have of equipment that, that the foundation has, has donated that has just literally days later saved people's lives. Um, so I think those stories are really good for reinforcing the brand, reinforcing loyalty um, and promoting engagement and understanding of all that. Um, also, we've been doing some app exclusives lately. Uh, we had some new subs, some limited time 
offers where we, uh, you know, had, had a week where they were exclusive only to app users. Um, and I, I think that's, that's, that's really good to get, get to give your most loyal customers more than just basic rewards, but give them some, some cool exclusives. Um, and they had a week to order it before anyone else. And of course, that, that drives new, new signups as well as uh, engagement with your existing users. Okay, great. When you look at your competitor set, uh, everyone thinks they're different. Obviously, they think doing things that are more unique or more innovative. You know, how do you think that you're different than your competitor set? And, and what is your competitor set? I mean, is it just uh, the QSR industry? Is it other uh, kind of uh, eating entities? Everyone's making things, uh, you know, more easy to go, right? I mean, I was just down in Florida for an ECNL tournament to soccer and Publix was there several times. I didn't know they had subs and Publix had this whole big thing, right? Really? Um, yeah, I mean, anyone that, that serves a meal is a, a potential competitor. Um, I, I, I think any brand that thinks that they have, they have a narrow competitive set, um, I would encourage them to rethink that because, you know, that's marketers don't typically think the same way as average customers, right? So, uh, you know, customers think a little more broad broadly. Um, but, you know, for us, I really think we offer superior experience when it comes to the quality of the food the portion size, overall experience, and unique offerings. Um, you know, we're, like I said, we're, we're, the, re the, we're, we're the real deal. Uh, we were really founded by firemen and not a themed restaurant. You don't have to make up a brand or in, in engineer a brand or make up a heritage. Um, and eating at Fire Subs literally helps save lives. A portion of every purchase goes to the Fire Subs Public Safety Foundation um, to help support first responders with life-saving equipment. Um, and, you know, we're also keeping it simple when it comes to our loyalty per program. I see a lot of complicated programs that require an entire page to explain. Um, I think people just want to eat what they love, support brands they believe in, um, and get something back for it. Absolutely. That's uh, it's a, it's a good way to do it for sure. So when you look at um, your customer loyalty journey, what can Loyalty 360 do to help you and your team with, with your journey? I really love seeing best practices and learnings from similar brands as well as brands in other verticals. I think it's really cool when you see what an airline company is doing about loyalty or what a shoe, shoe company is doing to, to engage loyalty because they often have totally different resources. And you know whether they have a service or they have a physical product, I think it's really inspiring to see what they're doing. And a lot of times those tactics can actually cross over and it kind of get, gets you out of your box Okay, that's great. Well, uh, Matt, I think it's uh, great uh, having a chance to reconnect with you and with Firehouse Sub. It's been a, a while since we last spoke with you guys. Yeah. And it's great to hear what you guys are working on and look forward to hearing more from you and your team uh, in the upcoming years and months. Thanks so much for the chat. All right, absolutely. And everyone, thanks for listening. Tune back in for another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series soon. And uh, have a wonderful day.